It's the beginning of the year, Smarties, and we want to make sure you get your learners started in the best way possible. It may seem silly to you that we're doing an entire episode on organization, and hint, we're going to be talking a lot about binders, but we have found that learners who have proper binders, and proper is in quotes, set up earlier in the year have a much more successful year. Some of what we share with you today you may find surprising. We think it surprises most people that we have such a less is more attitude when it comes to physical things. This episode is a nice companion to an earlier episode of the podcast. In episode 16, lovingly titled, Why Does Your Backpack Look Like That?, we do a deep dive on what kind of backpacks we like and why, how to keep a backpack organized and not disgusting. Definitely scroll back and listen to episode 16 to hear why we think backpacks get so gross, and we'll link that in the show notes of this podcast as well. Additionally, in episode two, do you smarties think we reference episode two enough on this podcast? We tell you exactly how to have learners organize their time through calendaring. This is an essential component to a successful learner as well. So we wanted to remind you about that episode and send you back in your podcast app again to listen to that gem. And of course, we'll link it in the show notes. There's also a great freebie that both Steph and I use all the time associated with that episode. Episode two is called How to Calendar, and we'll link both in the show notes. In today's episode, we're going to talk about why the way students organize themselves, or rather disorganize themselves, sets themselves up for disaster during the year. Disaster, in quotes, is really too strong a word, but a learner's system does one of two things. It either helps them or hurts them. Most systems hurt learners. Ready to talk about how to set up learners so they're successful, smarties? Let's dig in. You want to learn faster, but sometimes working harder is just not the answer. You have to learn smarter. The Educational Therapy Podcast. Hi, Smarties. Welcome to Episode 70 of Learn Smarter, the Educational Therapy Podcast. I'm Stephanie Pitts. And I'm Rachel Cap. And today we're talking all about systems and organizing and binders, one of my favorite subjects. We love talking amongst ourselves about the systems that we use, like backend systems for our business and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I love it when somebody provides me with a system that creates more efficiency in my life, as you know, Steph. I'll spend hours figuring something out if it's going to save me hours down the line. It's true, you do. Yeah. But before we get started, we wanted to let everybody know... Steph, you're a little under the weather. Under the weather, yes. You've been under the weather for a couple of weeks. Every morning I text you hoping it's a better day. It's on the mend, guys, but I've got some bronchitis and sinus things, and so I'm a little low energy, so bear with me today. Our audience has been with us long enough now that I feel like they're going to cut you some slack. I appreciate that. I need it today. You're good. You're good. And look at your devotion to our audience in this podcast. We're still recording today, even though we've actually recorded several episodes with you not feeling great. Mm-hmm. We've actually mm-hmm. guested on other podcasts and you you weren't feeling great. <laughs> as soon as we stopped recording, all of a sudden you're like hacking up a lung. I'm like, how did she <laughs> save it until after? It's true. It's been like two weeks of this. 
So, but I'm getting better. I'm just saying that the timing of you being sick is really inconvenient for us. There's never any convenience. Well, time. that's true, but the timing of this in particular, as we're gearing up, we're recording this in mid-August, mid-August of 2019. And so a lot is going on in our businesses, a lot of things we're trying to like get going. And mm-hmm. this is not the ideal scenario. I had jury duty this week. Oh yeah, that's right. But you only had to go one day. That was amazing. Okay, so can we talk about that for a second? Yeah. So you know how we both have the would-be-nice list? Mm-hmm. You guys, if you want to get your would-be-nice list done, which never happens. Ever. Go in for jury duty. You <laughs> are forced to be in a quiet room. Nobody's talking to each other. Everybody's, like, looking down, hoping they don't get selected. Like, no eye contact. <laughs> and there was free Wi-Fi. I did jury duty in Santa Monica this time, which was the first time I'd ever been down there. I've always gone downtown. Guys, Santa Monica is where it's at. First of all, I had like a little cubby. I don't know how to describe it. It had three walls. It felt straight up like being in the library in college where yeah. it was partitioned off. It had a plug. The Wi-Fi was, I think, better than my office Wi-Fi for sure, <laughs> which as you know, Steph... Me and my office Wi-Fi have a hate-hate relationship. And the air conditioning. I don't want to talk. I can't even talk about the the air conditioning. Let's talk about that. The air conditioning <laughs> has been on the fritz every other week it goes out in my office. It's 90 degrees, you guys, inside my office. The poor kids, my poor team, me, everyone's just suffering. And yeah. so I'm just praying for a long-term solution. And actually, now that you've mentioned it, I should have a solution soon. I'm actually going to text right now and find out what's going on, if there's an update. <laughs> and maybe by the end of this episode, we'll have an update for you guys on the AC in my office. Back to jury duty. Was I not just having the best day, Steph? You were. We had like two meetings that morning that you were a part of yeah. without the video. Right. We wrote for the podcast. Yeah. Then let me tell you about my lunch break. I had an hour and a half lunch break, which... When was the last time I took a lunch to begin with, right? Yeah. And I walked down to the ocean. Oh, nice. I was like, this is the best, loveliest day I'd had in a really long time. They released us by 2.30. I was so happy because I had a parent in my practice telling me, you're going to get selected. She put it out there. I'm like, why are you jinxing it? (laughs) And then after jury duty, I sent out a text. I'm like, I'm going swimming. And I went over to our friend's house and we... Just were like hanging out, gossiping about our other friends. So I got to say, jury duty was a lovely experience this year. Good day for you. It really was. Okay, wait. I'm going to text. Any update? Question mark? Okay. (laughs) All right. Okay. Let's all cross our fingers. They're crossed. All right. So, Steph, today's episode. Organizing. Organizing is so important and... Kids don't think it is. Or they think that they are. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, they think they're amazing at it. Mm -hmm. Because they do pay attention to it. They have some sort of idea of why they're doing... Method to the madness. Right. Yeah. And they're explaining it, to me at least, and I'm just looking at them like, oh my God, you made this so hard. Yeah. They're too complicated. Way too complicated. Way too complicated. They have too many systems... So often they have things in too many places. 
And when you have things in too many places, you can't remember. Too many options is not good. Yeah. There should only be really one option of where something could be at most two. At most. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So streamlining and simplifying. That's what we're all about today. So let's get a little technical. We've talked about some of this stuff on the podcast before. If you guys recall back in the day, I did a two-week experiment with one of my clients where he was solidifying, like combining everything. Mm-hmm. And if you recall, I took him for the world's most expensive ice cream, mm-hmm. which he complained was too small, mm-hmm. which I agreed with him. It was too small, but it was also super expensive for ice cream. So that's what you get. <laughs> and in addition to an easier life with your binder. Yeah. So we really believe in one binder with dividers for all classes. Now, let's repeat that. Not one for each class. Right. One for all classes. Let's talk about the dividers. Now, if you guys go back and listen to the earlier episode of How to Get Ready for School. Episode 15. So if you listen to that episode, I believe that there's our school supply list. Yes. We're not re-airing that one. So guys, go back and listen to episode 15 because everything we're going to talk about today is linked on the freebies for that episode. Steph, how do people find the freebie for that specific episode? If you go to episode 15 on www.learnsmarterpodcast.com, at the bottom, you can sign up for that freebie. Everything is linked in that freebie of all the things we like. If you download the PDF, you can get the links to Amazon. Mm Mm-hmm. If you are just looking at the picture at the JPEG, being really technical right now, the links are not on there. So download the PDF. Don't just look at the picture. I'm sure if you're looking at that particular web page, that all made sense, right? (laughs) Yes. So we like a two and a half inch binder at least. Steph, you and I have had some differences based off the U or the D binders. Yeah. Remember that? Which one do you like? Which one do I like? You like the Ds. I like the Os. Okay. There's that, guys, if you Mm -hmm. want to get super technical. Mm -hmm. But you want to make sure that the binder is one of those that you don't have to, like, pull apart in the middle, but has a nice little tabby thing that you just easily push down. Spend a couple extra bucks because you're only buying one. Yeah. She's talking about the little buttons on the top and bottom that open the rings. Thank you. So that's what she's talking about. So, yeah, get those because they're a little bit nicer because oftentimes if you pull the rings at some point, they don't line up anymore and papers go flying. Exactly. At which point we would tell you to just replace it. Don't mess around with the binder that's not working well. Yeah. And the reason we like one binder is because it's only one thing for the learner to remember and they have everything that they need all the time. They don't have to plan for, okay, so I don't have math tomorrow, so I'm going to leave my math folder at school. Mm -hmm. We have none of that conversation because inevitably things get left behind that need to come home in order for kids to forward plan. So we just like have everything all in one. It's so much easier and they carry way less this way. It's healthier. We're not asking them to keep every paper for the whole year. So a lot of kids say, how is everything going to fit? Well... It's a working binder, Mm. just like we call it a working document. It's a working binder. So we're going to put things in and take things out, just like you would when you're sparking joy for Marie Kondo. (laughs) So the other thing that I wanted to talk about is the dividers with the pockets. Mm -hmm. And we like dividers that have pockets on both sides. Should we get into why? 
Yeah. What do you use them for? Okay. So this is how I use it. And this is how I encourage learners to use it. So the divider goes in the front of the section. Mm-hmm. In the front pocket, that's where current homework and currently ongoing things can be stored. Mm-hmm. In the back pocket, that's where things that don't have a hole punch can be stored if you need it in the short term. Here's the thing that I really want everybody to remember. If a teacher hands out a piece of paper that is not already three-hole punched, our learners will never three-hole punch it on their own. No, I do it in my office all the time. I will do it as well, but that is why that back pocket is so important because it still needs a home. Otherwise, it just floats in that section which I'm sure is when you go and you three-hole punch it. Right, Steph? I do the front same as you for Mm -hmm. homework and ongoing things that they're taking out right in this moment. But I use the back one not only for the things that aren't hole punched, but also for things that need to be filed away. Mm. So if they're not kids that can do it daily and we're doing it weekly in session, then that's when we pull everything out and empty that side. So that is just the immediate storage that needs to be put away. Okay, I actually like that better. So I think I'm going to be making a change in how I classify it with my learners. So even kids who have been in my practice before, I think I'm going to shift the language around that a little bit. And so that's something that when, you know, every session we're addressing how they're organizing their time and how they're organizing their stuff in that addressing of how they're organizing their stuff, that's when they're three hole punching and putting everything in its proper spot. Mm -hmm. I do that at the beginning of every session with those kids. Got it. All right. I will make a change this year. We'll keep you updated. I like it. All right. This is a big one, Steph. I've had to have this conversation where kids look at me like sideways. Parents will look at you sideways with this as well. Yeah. So we're not asking you to get a set of dividers for every class. No. Which is the traditional sense of using dividers. One for homework, one for tests, one for in-class, one for handouts, blah, blah, blah. We're asking only for one for each subject. And the reason is we want to put things in chronological order. And I don't know about you, but I put chronologically the most recent thing on top. We differ. So let's talk about this. I Mm -hmm. put the most recent thing on the fresh new sheet of paper in the back. So because you're doing things on top stuff, Mm -hmm. does that mean the learner has to flip to the back of that section to get a fresh sheet of paper and then bring it up to the front? I put the paper in the front of the binder before all the dividers. So that means as things are going on in class, they have to flip to the front, open up a fresh sheet of paper, flip to the proper section. If they're going to put it away, right? Most of them don't put it away anyway. So I just have them put everything that they get on top. And then if they are not pulling the paper out and writing and putting it in that part of the binder and they're just like putting it in the divider Mm -hmm. to be sorted later yeah but the kids that just take out a piece of paper a lot of them just write in the notebook and sometimes they'll just leave it there and then that day we'll go through those couple of pieces of paper okay so here's what I like about it I have pros that I like about this system and this is what you have to kind of figure out what you like and what the learner can tolerate Mm -hmm. the pro of this is that when you're putting a new piece of paper in, you just, it goes on top. You don't have to like look for the most recent last thing. The con of this, and this is the pro for how I like to do it, which is reverse. 
Mm-hmm. So the most recent thing in the back is they can just flip to the new section and start there. So that kind of sorting that you have to do after the fact doesn't happen. Yeah. See, what I find with a lot of my learners, the more that they're flipping back and forth, they're tearing all the papers. Right. So if you just keep putting everything on top, you're not moving through the papers as often until we need them. But you get my point, right? I totally get the point. Okay. So there's pluses and minuses both ways. Right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So guys, there we differ mm-hmm. in how we like to do it. And by the way, a couple months ago, you gifted me with the most nifty hole punch oh. reinforcer. This is what I'm saying, guys. Everybody needs a stuff in their life to just <laughs> surprise them with new supplies that your clients are going to love, but you also really love. It's made in Japan and I got it on Amazon and it's the stamper. Remember those old school white O stickers that you put on when your piece of paper rips? Mm-hmm. The reinforcements. But this, they're clear and they come inside a stamper. And so you just stamp on there and you can't even see it. And the kids get a kick out of it. Steph, should we include this in the show notes or the email for today? Yeah, we'll put it in the email. So sign up for our email if you want to see the nifty gadget. I love that nifty gadget. Yeah, it's really cool. But you didn't give me any of the, like, what if I run out? You're like, you have to do that on your own. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So I'd like to chat a little bit more about why we don't like separate dividers within each class. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's say we have a note section a test section, a homework section. What else would be an example of another one, Stuff Handouts. Handouts. Oh, this makes me crazy. Mm-hmm. Quizzes. Quizzes. The whole point of holding on to these materials is to be able to use them later to review. If mm-hmm. you have to go to five different sections to gather up all the materials that you need for one review, you're not doing it, guys. Our learners do not go searching for all the things they need to study in each section. But if all of that is sort of in the same area in their binder and they can just go directly to that area. And by the way, learners, for the most part, always remember before and after. No, this was too early. This was too late. And they're able to locate it really easily. Mm -hmm. They will go back and use those notes for the functional purpose of reviewing for homework. The notes being right next to the homework is so important. You learn the information, you practice the information. You learn Mm -hmm. the information, you practice the information, then you're getting tested. And it's all in the same area. Guys, so much easier. It really is. So much easier. There's no need in our system, our simple system of just using date order, to think about where things should go. You don't have to make a decision. Yeah, it's true. It's true. Easy. This gets resistance from learners and it gets resistance mm-hmm. from parents because parents think and learners think that the more sections you have, the more organized you are. It's very counterintuitive. It is. And, you know, a lot of times back in the day in school, that's what they all had us do. And sometimes teachers still like it. Yeah. And then we have to but, talk about it. And sometimes we just have to deal with mm-hmm. it. But in an ideal situation, when you have the freedom... You do it this way. So we talk about this, I believe, in the episode titled Math is a Four-Letter Word. And I do encourage our learners to, depending on who they are, have a separate notebook for math 
that is graph paper only that has a front pocket. So it's one of those that has the harder cardboard piece of paper with the pocket in the front and then it has a pocket in the back of that divider in the notebook. Yeah, the one that you like is the five star. I like the five star. I also want to be very specific. You want to get the one that has four boxes to an inch instead of five boxes to an inch. Agreed. Because the four boxes are perfect size. Is perfect size. Five boxes is way too small. So go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about my philosophy when it comes to math and why I like it in a separate section. But mm-hmm. even with that notebook that I like stuff, it still has, I believe, three hole punches in it. Mm-hmm. So it can still be a part of your binder. Agreed. Can I share about a pet peeve that I have about the binder? Yeah. There is no need for an entire ream of paper <laughs> in the binder at the beginning of the year. Nope. Please heed our requests to maintain the health of the backs of our kids. I think a lot of what we're talking about today really is for middle school and high school students too. Students yeah. who have different teachers for different classes. Guys, we don't need it. We don't need it. It's too heavy. And it just creates disorganization and we can add paper in later, which we're going to talk about. Yeah. So all those nifty pockets that the kids want, let's not use them. Can you be more specific, Steph? So some of the kids, it's just that little pocket in the front of the binder. It's just that simple one pocket in the front, one pocket in the back. Some of them get these fancy binders that zip and have... Lots of pockets or a file folder thing in the front oh. and blah, 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 blah. I don't want any of that. I had a professional tell me once to duct tape the pockets. Which we both have done. Totally. So just use the divider pockets. There's no need for anything else. And sometimes it's very uncomfortable for kids. I have to sit there and they want things to live in there. Mm-hmm. And I make them take everything out and they get really agitated and just uncomfortable and just they don't want to go through their papers but once it's done they're always happy it's done Mm -hmm. so I always do this in session I encourage kids to do it as often as they can or (laughs) ability but I always do it at least weekly in session you being going through everything making sure everything's in its proper home Mm-hmm. So going through the backside of the divider pockets and putting things in their homes, going through the backpack, going through all the things to make sure that everything is where it needs to be. This includes, do you have enough lead in your pencil? Is mm-hmm. your pencil sharpened if they like the traditional pencil stuff? Do you have a pencil sharpener in your office? I have a little hand one. So I really like the My First Ticonderoga pencils. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. What is that? So the Ticonderoga pencils are the traditional yellow number two pencils done by a company called Ticonderoga, okay? They have one that is my first, and it's much thicker. And actually, you know what? It's so funny. I have them, and they're just these big, fat pencils. They're supposed to be for little fingers, But what tends to happen, and you'll get a kick out of this. We've never talked about this. You guys can't see me, but I'm looking at stuff like WTF. Yeah. The middle and high school boys love 
the big fat pencil. Okay, let me ask you a question. So this is a traditional pencil, just fatter, right? Okay. Yep. You have had me buy mm-hmm. fatter mechanical pencils. I have those too. Okay. So we just have a lot of options going on at my ed therapist. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the options. Well, not when it comes to binder, guys. She's not all about the options. <laughs> no. I have the options that are very specific for each kid. I have them all, but I don't really let them choose very often. I know what kind is going to be best for totally. that kid. So that's what totally. I hand them. And then do they try to switch it out? Maybe one or two, but most of the time, no. In the beginning, maybe they try to switch it out, but then they get to know you and they're like, she's not going to let me. Yeah, but sometimes we have to have color preference changes, which, okay, fine. Meaning like you handed them a red, but they wanted an orange. Yes. We all know that's very important. And I try to memorize the colors. (laughs) Guys, look at the high-end service you get at Maya Therapist. One kid really likes yellow. One kid really likes I mean, it's nice. I know my kids' color preferences too, but it's not something I conscientiously am like, I'm going to remember this to make life easier. I just... That's how my brain works. I don't know. Okay, Steph, what are my colors? What would I prefer? Your fall colors. Which means? Yellows, Mm -hmm. oranges, Mm -hmm. greens. No brown. The leaves changing colors, colors. That is true. Those are my colors, guys. Okay. This is very important. The setup of the binder is only one part of what we're doing to maintain the binder for the whole year. We've already talked about kind of the ongoing maintenance. The end of semester, end of quarter pruning of the binder is very important. Mm-hmm. Steph, if it's okay, I'll talk a little bit about how I structure it in the office because mm-hmm. I don't know that you and I've talked about it. I wonder if you do it the same way. So basically, it's a principle in my office that every piece of paper has to be touched and it has to get addressed. You can't just flip through it. Everything has to be taken out for the philosophical fact that it has to, quote unquote, earn its way back in. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a true and fast reason of why things get put back in. So we create three separate piles. I put like a post-it and it's keep in binder, keep in office, and throw away. And we have three different sections. And it's very important that we keep it in the right order, keep things chronological as they're going through it. This is how I define things that should be kept. Things that should be kept are things that are currently ongoing. Mm -hmm. Things that should be kept in the office, meaning they're no longer kept in the binder, but we're storing it in the office, are things that have a grade. Mm -hmm. And things that can get thrown away are kind of the riffraff papers, the doodles, the things that were kind of an insignificant activity that they did along the way, a time filler activity perhaps. Mm -hmm. And those are the things that can get thrown away. The reason we keep things with a grade is to make sure if there's a grade discrepancy, we can deal with it, but also as a way of reviewing for the final. Mm -hmm. As a general rule, notes also should be saved. Doesn't necessarily need to be saved in the binder, but if you took the time and the care to write notes, and we did a whole episode on note-taking, you guys can go back and listen to that. It's episode 47, you guys. All right. We'll link that in the show notes as well. But all those things should be kept. Steph, how do you do it? I don't keep things in the office. I send them home, but I do it very similarly. You send it home. Mm -hmm. Here's where I get controlling. (laughs) I worry that if it gets sent home, it's not going to have a home. Sometimes I hand it to the parents. Okay. I'll like put it in a binder clip. Yep. And send it home. Maybe I need to 
level up. Because what I end up doing is every kid gets a folder and it gets stored in like the one drawer that I have that I put my purse and stuff. And then that drawer by the end of the semester is so heavy with all the papers and then I give it away. And here's the other reason I keep it in the office. So maybe I'm not going to make a change. Because when we're reviewing for a test, I like to have access to those materials right then and there, rather than telling them you have to bring it back in so we can prepare. Yeah, I understand your point. Most of my kids' stuff is digital. I have a lot of paper going on still. I don't. So I haven't come across that it's been a problem for me ever. Got it. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Um, Can I tell you the story about that note-taking episode? Mm -hmm. So Allison, in your practice, did she tell Uh you about this? She did when we had our one-on-one meeting, actually. I made sure. I was like, please tell Steph about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Steph's office this week for an event. She came to my office last week for the same event because, again, we do everything together at the same time. (laughs) And she was telling me that she was listening to the note-taking episode with a student who struggles with auditory information. Mm-hmm. And they were pausing it and talking about it. And she's like, Rachel, it was great because it was dual purpose. I was teaching her how to interpret auditory information. And then at the same time, I was teaching her about all the different ways she could note take because she didn't know. <laughs> so they were having like this dual opportunity to learn. And you and I love when that type of stuff happens, when you can teach multiple skills within one activity. Oh, yeah, that's my fave. But it like blew my mind that Allison was doing it with the podcast. It's so smart. I didn't even think of it. It was so smart. Well, also, would you and I want to sit in our offices listening to us talk about it? No. So it's a little less comfortable for you and I to do that. But I know Allison is listening to this episode. So hi, Allison. (laughs) Um, We loved that so much. Yeah, she did tell me that. And I was like, great job, Allison. Yeah. I had already praised her. I had already praised her about it, Steph, just so you know. So for any teachers or parents, feel free. I think you should replicate that activity. I mean, what a cool idea. Yeah. Sometimes your learner might not be happy about it, but that's okay. Do you ever wonder how many parents are listening to this podcast and they just casually put it on while they're driving in the car with their kid? Oh, I totally I, would. <laughs> I think yeah. like they're stuck, right? That's yep. when my mom used to have conversations with me when I was stuck. In the car. When I was nannying, 100%. Oh, that's when you would have conversations? Absolutely. They can't get out. Can't get out. <laughs> I'll tell you the story off air about how one time I did get out of the car. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, Smarties, we hope this episode has been useful. I do want to say the way students organize their time and their stuff are pretty much non-negotiables for me. Yeah. It's the only thing that I'm not flexible about. It's the foundation. This is why if you look at our framework, it's one of the first things on our framework is we do an assessment about how students are organizing their time and their things. That's episode 37, How Educational Therapy Works. Steph is linking it right now in the show notes of this episode. So I'm not flexible about it. I may be flexible about, well, no, I'm not. (laughs) You guys heard it. No, she's not. Doesn't surprise anybody. <laughs> oh, she made it. She almost made it totally through without coughing, Smarties. That's the sign. Let me update you all on the air conditioning. And the update is that there is no update. So sorry about that, Smarties. 
<laughs> Someday <laughs> there will be an update and universe willing, the AC in my office will work once more. Or the weather will cool down, one or the other. <sighs> I still need the AC to work stuff. I need that central air moving through. Fair. It's the only place in my life where I have central air. Me too. I just need it to work properly. Yeah, fair. <laughs> it's the little things. I don't want to have to live in a world where that doesn't work in my office. I agree. I agree. We spent a lot of time there. We spent so much time there. So Smarties, we've given you a ton of other episodes to listen to in this episode. Steph, what do you want to add? Thanks for hanging in with me, guys. <laughs> Smarties, come and hang out with us in the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group. Steph and I will be going live this Thursday, September 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. We'll be giving you some insight into what's happening coming up for the podcast. We have a lot of cool interviews and episodes that are in the works. And we should all demonstrate the stamper. Okay, there you go, guys. Steph will show you the stamper. Maybe she'll even throw the link in there as well. So you can find the Smarties of the Learn Smarter Podcast Facebook group by scrolling down in your podcast app. We always link it in the show notes or use the search function on Facebook. Yeah. Well, I hope to see you there. Come hang out with us, Smarties. Again, that's Thursday, September 5th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Put it on your calendars. 2019. 2019. Have a great week, Smarties. Have a great week, guys.